Well, there's something very tragic about that man. I'm sure that nothing but harm will come to you through him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and joined with me, as always, is the ever-quotable Jay. Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Uh, you read the wrong version. Way to fuck what? up. How did I read the wrong version? I read it right off a fucking website. Um, because that is the changed version. Uh, version oh wait that's the one Ginny williams says there's a version yes. where it's like changed where it doesn't have moon in it well you know what too bad oh eh, and as always of course the silent hill biker himself kenneth hi always always just the the epitome of excitement and oh, damn we're, i don't have a quote <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true. And joining us is uh, my co-host from the Unofficial Horror Pack podcast, Carly. What's up? She did Black Christmas with us, and she was like, okay, I guess I'll come back. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, well, you know, only the coolest people get to come here. Right. And Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and Jay, wait, what? <laughs> so, Jay, what have you been uh, doing this past week? Uh, working on our YouTube, which everyone should be subscribing to and stuff, and watching, and helping me get more views than you, because your fucking videos always beat mine out. What's the count? What's the, what's the count of the latest video? I'm about to pull it up right now. Uh, let's see. I think it was tw- it was 23 to 25 last time I looked at it. Uh, forgive um, the audio if mine accidentally starts Okay, here. my last top five is at 27 views, three comments, two thumbs up. Yours is at 25 views, zero comments, and three thumbs up. Uh, see? I'm I'm just, I'm hey, just... but my box set video is at almost 40 views. So. Yeah, that box set video. They got people some, I love wonder... looking at other people's shit, man. I just don't understand it. I watched it twice. <laughs> you watched it? I watched it once. Um, let's see. You have had 82 minutes watched on your last top five video. and That's not bad, considering it's only four minutes long. <laughs> That's, or was that on mine? Oh no, I have 82 uh, minutes. Let me see uh, what you course. have. I looked at the wrong you thing. Ruined it. Dick. <laughs> uh, he might have more. He has 40 minutes. Ugh. So, <laughs> so at least <laughs> so that means everybody has watched about half of it. Yeah, actually, I was about to say. Uh, it says audience for intention time on yours was like a minute 37, and mine was also at, like, a half. mine Because mine's, like, five minutes long. Uh, they get tired almost, of it. I yeah. don't understand. It's four-minute video. Almost, There's five things. Yeah, mine's almost six minutes long. It's, like, five minutes and 47 seconds, and I get three minutes and one second. They're like, I don't want to hear him talk about Get Out again. Yeah. We're done. Fuck this guy and his Get Out. When are you going to gonna let that straight to the Kill the Void out? Uh, actually, you know what? I will drop it right now. How about that? Okay. But yeah, so we've been, uh, Jay's been killing the YouTube scene. I've also been Trying. jumping in there and throwing some stuff. I've, I've had some new, How do I do this? I've had two new, do you want me to do it? I, I'm, tr- I'm just, I got to learn how to use this thing. Are you, what app are you, uh, you know what? I'll deal with this later. Anyway, I have the, <laughs> are I you have the YouTube creator thing? Okay. Go to edit, which is the pencil icon 
Everyone, you're going to learn how oh, to edit videos go. right okay. now. I was just going to say, kill the cast Dude. tutorial. Yeah, right go here. to the bottom. <laughs> where right, says, I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, bam, bam, live. Right now, you're seeing uh, Straight to the Kill the Void. That was an awesome video. I do love the void. Um, and I've also been dropping YouTube videos on there. I dropped um, my uh, Kill the Delete, talking about deleted scenes in horror movies and whether they should or should not have been added back into the movie. Did my first one on Jaws, because I love Quint. And my the other video I dropped is uh, a new series I'm doing for greatest horror movie of all time. And I argued why The Thing is. And it's a prototype version, so it's not as like neat and cut as it should be. And it's still really good, too. I don't know. Besides you not looking at your phone or whatever you were looking I hid, at. I hid my I don't phone. See how you could, I don't see how you could make that video any better. I hid my phone with the video of The Thing. I just put that over my hand so you couldn't see it. Right, but I don't, besides like changing the fact that you're looking at it, I don't understand how that video could be any better. Uh, I don't know if I was topless, maybe. Uh, I, well, yeah, of course. Okay. And, uh, Kenneth, what have you been up to? Um, other than the fact that I went to the Days of the Dead Horror Con yesterday, other than that, not really a whole lot. Uh, but I went there. I finally got to meet Kane Hodder, which was cool. Uh, I got him to sign my Jason mask, of course. How much he charge um, you? 40 bucks 40 that that's not bad. That's he charged he charged 50 at the fucking uh convention i went to and it was smaller <laughs> well i mean maybe that's you know, why then oh maybe he was like I mean, he, it was yeah he was like if you bought something for him it was cheaper but if you brought your own item it was 50 was yeah, he nice bucks. but i had to like i had to choose because i'm looking around and like like when i went up to matthew lillard's line oh my god his fucking menu, dude, was insane. The shit was so expensive. And, like, he had, like, three tables of photographs and shit. And I'm, like, I walked up and, and you know, I'm standing there and I'm, I'm watching him talk to people, man. And he seemed like he was a genuinely cool dude. Like, he would, you know, he would hug people and shit like that. And, I mean, I was, you know, like, there was just one girl and she was, like, crying when she walked up to him. And, you know, I mean, like, literally, like, bawling, crying. And I, I was looking and I'm, like, what the fuck? And he looked like he was genuinely concerned, like, oh, my God. And he was giving her a hug and shit. That was pretty cool, but I, I still wasn't paying him $60 for an autograph. Uh, and then I got to meet Robert Hall, which uh, he was really cool. He's the guy that's uh, responsible for the Chrome Skull series, laid to rest in the second one. He was really, really cool. And uh, I got to meet, uh, what's his name, Joel Robinson, the dude yeah. that does all the art, does all the art for uh, Shout Factory. That's a badass motherfucker. Right yeah, he uh he just had his art reveal for um the It's Alive trilogy that Screen Factory is putting out. He's got upcoming art coming out on the Strangers Blu-ray set and the Behind the Mask Blu-ray that's coming out from Screen Factory. Nice. And uh, the Suspiria uh, non-steelbook version is coming out from Synapse. And it's got his artwork, which luckily I have a bigger version of that artwork that I own or else I'd be pissed because that artwork is so much better than what's on the steel case that I, I would much rather have his artwork because it's fantastic. Right. And I picked up, you know, the, uh, the night breed t-shirt for the cover of the special edition of that. And then the special edition of tales from the hood. I got the t-shirt from that too. Nice. I got, um, Reese got his Manos hands of fate shirt and I got the uh, yeah. black Christmas shirt. And then I got I got Sweet. like four art prints off of them. Plus, I made oh, yeah. him sign like fucking twenty Blu-rays. 
Yeah, if I'd have known he was gonna be there, man, I'd I'd went in there with all mine. But you know, and then the, and then I got to meet Big Daddy Zombie from uh, Land of the Dead. He was real yeah. Cool. We shared a picture of that too, and everyone was like, "Hey, this is pretty awesome." Yeah, he was he was real cool, man. He uh he talked to me for a long time, and he really got into depth about how he got you know the role and shit like that. It was real cool. So so I had overall I had a good time, and I spent way too much fucking money, and you know yeah. that's how it goes when you go to those things. That's very true. So, Carly, what have you been doing this week? Um, not really much of anything, honestly. I mean, like, I've been working a lot. We're kind of short-staffed, so I kind of work, then go home, watch a movie, and fall asleep. I mean, last Saturday, though, um, I did go see Suspiria in theaters, which was pretty cool. Um, the only thing is, like, it was subtitled, and the guy running the subtitles was kind of off on the subtitles, oh. so, like... It was kind of annoying, but then again, like I've seen Suspiria uh, two or three times before, so it's like I knew what was going on, but at the same time, it was kind of lame. But I mean, the theater was pretty packed, so that was pretty cool. But you know, as for this week, uh, not really a whole lot has been you, going on. You honestly. got your tattoo colored in, though. True, I did do that, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, you didn't take to... nearly as long. You'll That's have to post a, a picture of it in the Kill the Cast group. She has a very, very fucking awesome psycho tattoo. Yeah. I'm pretty excited with it. I love the colors. Yeah, no, that tattoo yeah. looks fucking great. And the, yeah, the, it's cool. It. The, the like artist is actually like pretty into horror. Like he knows like pretty much like all the, any movie I bring up, he like knew what I was talking about. So it was pretty cool. Kind of numbed the pain to like talk to him about things so yeah dope oh yeah and uh as for me there was something i was gonna bring up now i can't remember what the fuck it was nobody Uh, gives a shit anyway everyone gives a shit about me uh (laughs) fuck what there was there was seriously something i was gonna bring up and now i'm fucking i can't remember um we got a new patreon subscriber it's uh jeremy freeman of 22 shots of moods and horror what? Uh, he's supporting love, us, buddy. Yep, he gave me a movie to review. I, I have no. I gave him the Violent Shit trilogy, so I have no idea how fucking terrible this movie's gonna be. He's giving me. What the fuck is the uh, Violent Shit trilogy? You've never. Oh, Japanese. Uh, no, Japanese? it's German. Oh, okay. It's a German oh. low budget splatter film. Uh, there's three of them. There's actually like four of them, but I gave him the original is trilogy, it like the Vomit Gore trilogy. No, it is literally just like. Really bad 90s special effects that looks like it was 70s special effects. Oh, except ba- it's it's bad and like a barely existent story. They're real fucking bad. Uh, they're shot on uh, video type movies. And uh, I made Jeremy watch all of them because I'm a fucking dick. He's probably only like supporting it. your Patreon to mess with you now, Jerry. Yeah, it was actually most likely JP who did it. But when he <laughs> when I guess when Jeremy found out, he messaged me and he was like, well, since we're supporting y'all now, you got to review this. And I'm like, OK, God, I don't give a shit. A uh, little bit of horror news. Uh, Cloverfield came out of nowhere and released a third Cloverfield movie on Netflix tonight after the Super Bowl yeah. ends. I like how they, they go pretty dope. Here's what the fourth movie is going to be, guys. By the way, it's already done. It's already ready to go. And it, we're all sitting here like, well, when's the fucking third movie coming out? And then today they're like, oh, by the way, here's the third movie. I know we just announced the fourth one's done, but here's the third movie. Well, they're, they're, they've been super sneaky about this shit because 10 Cloverfield Lane filmed because, under a completely different name and then showed up out of fucking nowhere. 
Right. And I didn't even know this was happening. Me no. either. And I love it. I love it. But I'm hey, yeah, I'm happy about it too, because I've like I recently watched Ten Cloverfield Lane and I was like, man, I'd like to see where they go with it. So yeah, yeah, I'm kinda kind of excited. Yeah, yeah, well we'll we'll be we'll be looking at it soon. I I'll have to revisit all of them. I've actually I've got a Cloverfield Blu-ray to give away eventually. We'll have to we gotta look into our iTunes reviews and see if we've got any more and then look into doing another giveaway soon. I say we do something. Yeah. But with that being said, let's go into the birthday year bash. Dum, bum, 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 Thank you. That's that music was your bash theme song, by the way. That worked out perfectly because I was drinking tea and I was like, oh, fuck, I got to hurry up and swallow. And you started doing that. And I was like, never mind. And let it just linger in my in mouth. Life do you say I got to hurry up. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, at least once a day at work. Almost every Sunday. So it reminds me, I watched Clark to Clark's two the other day. And it reminds me of the dude having to finish with a donkey. <laughs> Kelly could be a dude's name, too. Ow. Hey. (laughs) All right. So we had uh, Jay with Children of the Corn, Kenneth with Videodrome, and me with Hellbound Hellraiser 2. And the winner with 24 votes was Hellbound Hellraiser 2. That's Uh, me. Suck it, Jay. Nice. Uh, That means means we're tied, right? Me and Jay are tied. Yeah, me and you got a showdown. Oh, shit. Uh, Videodrome came in second with 13 votes. And Children of the Corn came in third last place. With, ah, but now you've used Hellraiser, sucker. With 11. <laughs> Bitch, do you know how many I have? Wait, yes. Carly, you voted yes, Children I of do. the Corn? Yeah. Get the fuck oh, out of yeah. here. I've never Why? seen Videodrome, and I've only seen Hellraiser 2 once. So, like, I can't really say, like, oh, that's my favorite. And I do like Children of the Corn, so, you know. Mm-hmm. You need to watch Videodrome. That's the shit. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. So, well. Oh, fuck. I just burped and it tasted like so much pizza. Whew. Oh, fuck me. That, oh, it's Yay. really gross. Sorry, guys. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta drink more tea. <laughs> now y'all gotta wait while I swallow. <laughs> All right. There you go. Let's drink a bunch of tea. Put acid on top of acid. All right. <laughs> well, here we go. Uh, Carly, who, you know what? You're the guest. Who do you want to go first for round five, the last round of the birthday year bash? You mean who gets to like who who name gets, their movie? Yeah, who gets to name their movie first? Um, I'll go with Jay. Bam, Jay. <laughs> All right. So last time I mentioned I had Night of the Comet and uh. Everybody freaked out and said, "Why the fuck didn't you use that?" Uh, I've never actually seen the movie, so I don't. I actually don't feel right using that. So I actually much, just watched it last week. I've never actually seen it. At least I don't think I've seen it. Anyway. It's on. It's on Shutter. Well, I'll have to give it a watch eventually. So pretty much, I've got Gremlins, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and I guess I could do Firestarter. Uh, and then all the way at the bottom of my list, I have uh, Godzilla, nineteen eighty five which came out in 1984 because movies. Uh, and so, I don't know. I, I've, I've, uh, For the record, I'm, I'm going to go with wisely. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Because I'm a big nice. slasher fan. That's a good movie. And the special edition just came out recently on Scream Factory. So 
Maybe that'll help. Featuring Ooh. art by Joel Robinson. We should have him on the show. I actually talked to him about it. He said he'd come on. Sweet. All right. Give him a call. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's all you got for Silent Night, Deadly Night? That's what I got. I got Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's a great slasher. Uh, fairly original concept. Uh, guy dressed as Santa starts killing people because Santa traumatized him as a kid. So why not? Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Carly, who's next? Uh, Kenneth. Bam. Go, Kenneth. Sleep away, Kenneth. Ooh, Ooh, shit. shit. <laughs> Chicks with dicks. Oh, That's it. <laughs> I don't need to say that now. Uh, Sleep away, camp. Chicks with I dicks. don't want you to win because Listen if you around. win, then me and Jerry got to go to a tiebreaker round, and now I'm down even one more movie. I'm going to use Godzilla. If we and Jerry go tiebreaker, I'm using Godzilla just because it's Jerry. Well, then. Uh, mine is a movie that, much like my first movie, came out on the exact same day. October 14th, 1988. The year, the day, the month. I was born into this world. Everyone rejoiced and said, Jerry, the blessing you brought upon this world was not only Night of the Demons, but motherfucking Pumpkinhead. Which oh, is good done... Movie good movie, good movie. Directed God by Stan Winston. His directorial debut, might I add, who handled a special effects monster <laughs> fucking perfectly. He was actually my number two for our Top 5 Fridays directorial debut. Uh, it was fantastic. This movie is not only a crown jewel in the creature feature monster genre, but it's one of the best horror movies that deals with the South and like the the superstitions of the South. Uh, Pumpkinhead is Looks fantastic. It's creepy as shit when he's drawing the fucking cross on the woman's forehead. Oh my god, that scene is so fucking good. Like, you really cannot fuck with Pumpkinhead like that. He will fuck you up. And it also, it's got our boy, uh, Lance Henderson. Her, Erickson. Her, her, Henriksen. Henriksen. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Henriksen. Well, it's not my fault he's got a fucking, fucking respect, bro. It's not my fault he's got a fucking weird last name. Just pick a, it's either Hend- Harry and the Henderson or Erickson. You don't get fucking both. Pick one. Just call him Bishop then. Uh Wait, wasn't that the one from fucking Aliens? Mhm. That, yes. that movie's garbage. Um so Pumpkinhead is a fucking awesome movie. You should be voting for it to show joy in the fact that a, a special effects creator got to step up, make a movie, and put so much focus in it. Also, bonus facts, the dog that was in the movie, also the same dog that was in Gremlins. So there you go. <laughs> what? Yeah. The commentary Whoa. that's on the Scream Factory disc is fucking amazing. I highly recommend everyone listen to that because it's got some of the people that made the movie. While it's got none of the main people like the director or the actors or anything like that. It's got a lot of people who did like the special effects and stuff. And man, they've got stories. So. I have to check it out. Pumpkinhead is what I'm throwing down. I really, man, I think I'm going to lose to Sleepaway Camp, which is sad. Because that means me and Jay are going to have to go head to, heads up. And then you're going to go have to go against Godzilla. I can beat Godzilla 1985. Chicks with dicks. Yeah, fuck, man. And I just, like, <laughs> man, I met Felissa Rose and she's so fucking cool too. God damn it. Yeah, they didn't, this weekend they didn't Don't have Don't vote for Kenneth. Help me beat Jerry. Just know that you guys will 
make Jerry sad, and that's worth voting for me in itself. Man, fuck that. I want both First of all, fuck you in the click you claim. <laughs> y'all need to go head to head. Penis hey, to penis. If we go head to head, it's gonna it's it's gonna be vicious. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a, a fucking speech. We're docking. Speech. Do- we are not docking. <laughs> no, that sounds painful. That doesn't even sound pleasurable. Even if I wanted another man's penis inside of my foreskin. Well, at least it's not as bad as cock fingering. I don't know what that is, but I don't want to. I, it's fingering the cock, f- fingering the penis hole. No, things fish. don't go into that. People, are, uh, yeah, it is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, no, people are into <laughs> that. They like, I've seen like sometimes they'll put like a Twizzler in there. No, <laughs> I thought we were done with all the fucked up shit from fucking uh, Cannibal, but nope, here we are. We're done. I'm sorry, I read an article. <laughs> this on episode's over. Today, so. Wolfman was good. The end. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, sorry, my family is watching the Super Bowl, so forgive the background noises that oh. may or may not be picked up by my mic. Yeah, I'm not watching the fucking Super Bowl. I am completely here by myself, except for my cats. So. All right, I am ready to review Humanoids of the Deep. Let's get into it. God damn yeah. it, Jay. <laughs> okay, so we are tackling The Wolfman from 1941. Ooh. It has a IMDb rating of 7.4 out of 10. It was released on 12-12-1941. It was directed by George Wagner, screenplay by Kurt Seodmack. It's a ball of name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. He also wrote Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, which is pretty dope. Jack Pierce did the makeup, and then it had a budget of uh, $180,000. So that's pretty dope. I wonder what that translated to now. Um, I don't know. There's websites to tell you that, but you know, I didn't look it up. Give me the give me the number again. The budget one eight zero 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 zero. Okay. Okay. Continue. So, uh, a practical man returns to his homeland is attacked by a creature of folklore and infected with a horrific disease. His disciplined mind tells him cannot exist. I really like that synopsis because that tells you jack shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But when you look into the movie, it works so well. Now, this movie uh, is, of course, has Lon Chaney Jr., who plays Larry Talbot, a.k.a. the motherfucking Wolfman. What year uh, was this movie? 50, uh, 19, 1941. 41. Uh, $3.1 million. Okay, okay. That's not bad. Not super high budget, but better than low budget. So, one thing I want to get into before we get into this, just because I get to talk about the Black Cat. Not since the Black Cat have they had the opening credits where they showed the actors before the movie started. That's how proud they were of this. Yeah, I I like that that too. I thought it was neat. I think movies today should do that. Especially (laughs) if they use clips from the movie. That's fucking awesome. I agree. I am all about this. Now, um, I know me, Jay, and Kenneth, we actually watched the Blu-ray version of this, but Carly, I had to give you a copy of it because you didn't have it, so you had to watch a less than stellar version. But guys, how good does this fucking movie look on Blu-ray? Oh, God. I am so impressed with the ability to make film from 1940-whatever look that good. Like... This is a prime example of why I think black and white movies are so beautiful. 
Because when they're touched up and made, like, and cleaned up and then put out on Blu-ray, oh my god. You would think that this movie was made today and just done in black and white with how good it looks. It's strange to me how, how well their black and white film can look in high definition. You know, because when I when I first, before I'd watched my first one on it, you know, I'd heard that uh, the first one that I heard about a special edition coming out of was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And I'm like, why the, you know, my first thought reaction was, why the fuck would you want to get a black and white movie on Blu-ray? And then I saw one and I was like, wow, because I think uh, the first one that I ever watched on Blu-ray was uh, uh, maybe the first time that I watched Dracula on Blu-ray. And I was and I was blown away at how good it looks. And then watching this one, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is truly impressive what Universal can do. Like, it, it, if you want to kind of look behind the scenes of how they do these things, if you have the Jaws Blu-ray, there is a thing on there where they actually walk you through what they did to clean all of this up and make the transfer look so good for Jaws. And that's basically what they did for a lot of these Universal classics, just not quite as in depth as they did with Jaws. But holy shit, this movie is fantastic. Now, uh, before we get into like what me and Kenneth think about this movie, because we've seen it so much, we'll get into some general thoughts between Jay and Carly, as this is New Year, New Jay, joined us by Carly, because neither one of them have seen this movie before, so it was first time watches for them, and we're getting Jay to you know keep up with his watching the Universal Classics. Actually, Jay requested this, which I was very proud of. Yeah. And and so, Jay, give us your, your general thoughts about The Wolfman. What did you think? So, this is way better than Dracula and Creature from the Black Lagoon, at least for me. Well, you're half right. I was, well, I just, I couldn't <laughs> wait, get wait. into the other two movies. Wait, so. which one are you talking <laughs> about, Kenneth? Right about? Which half is good? What which which fucking one do you think I'm talking about? I'm hoping Creature from the Black Lagoon. Of course. Okay, just making favorite. sure. Me too. Me too. Wolfman Wolfman is the number two for me. Um, okay, Jay, continue. I, think my I just two is probably Frankenstein. I liked all the characters better to start with, which really helps when you want to engage in a movie. Uh, fucking Larry. That oh fucking the, his whole family, man. That's some sad shit to have to go through. Fucking, he's home because his brother dies. Then he accidentally kills a dude. I mean, he obviously didn't know that he was a dude, but he killed him. Spoilers. Uh, this movie's from 1941. I, uh, the, I was... the statute of limitations and spoilers has definitely expired. <laughs> uh, then he has to fucking get killed by his dad. And then his dad's like, oh shit, I killed my kid. The only like redeeming factor is that in his death there is a little bit of redemption. We're like, oh, he saved uh, what's her face. I'm terrible with names, by the way. <laughs> Gwen. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So I just ah, uh, I just, so I definitely connected with the characters, uh, which made the rest of the story surrounding everybody way more interesting for me, better than the last two that we've watched. All right, fair enough. I'm I'm pretty stoked to hear that. Now, Carly, what did you think? Um. Well. I watched this last night and I was pretty tired while I watched it and I was into it like halfway through then like I kind of started falling out of it because I was tired so I rewatched it again today and I really enjoyed it a lot more today on rewatch and um you know noticed things a lot more and you know I agree it's a very uh, tragic story and I think um I get who uh let the Larry character like 
his just like facial expressions throughout the movie are just like really just you know like he just looks so like upset about what's going on and just so lost on what to even do about it because like I mean what really can you do like he's been bitten by this wolf and like he can't help himself to like change into one and like it's just a very tragic story and I agree I really enjoyed all the characters and just like the atmosphere you know even though it's you know it's in black and white but then there's when they're outside you just see like fog and things going through and like I feel like that sometimes black and white really helps with that like creepy atmosphere so overall I really enjoyed it sweet uh Kenneth this is probably your like 50th time seeing this movie how, how does it hold up for you yeah I mean watching this movie is always good I think the I think the high point of this movie is Lon Chaney Jr. he's the high point of the movie man I mean because I, I've said it before on the uh, on the show he's one of those guys man where I just want to hug him it's like I just I just want to hold him I want to I want to be like you know make him feel better because he always looks he's always got that you know that saddened look to him and, and he does such a great job at conveying, you know, because both of you guys said it was a tragedy, and it really is. And he does such a good job at conveying what's going on, especially from the transition of, you know, when, when, when he's got a hard-on for Gwen at the beginning of it, and then at dealing with that, his, his, his affection for her, and then it's shifting into him being worried about what's going on with his own life and, and not wanting to hurt her, but at the same time wanting to be with her. It's, it's the way he conveys all those things is just fucking amazing. Yeah. And, and if you look into Lon Chaney Jr.'s life, it's actually pretty tragic in itself. Um, his father is of course, Lon Chaney, who was the man of many faces, who was famous in silent films. He was in Phantom of the Opera and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, and in fact, Lon Chaney Jr. was actually born Creighton Toll Chaney, um, but he uh, he was pretty much kind of forced into changing his name to Lon Chaney Jr. to make uh, his for a stage name to make him more popular. And uh, he has played Dracula. He has played Alucard. He has played the Wolfman. He has played Frankenstein. He's played the Mummy. He is the only actor out of all of those. To be the only person to play the Wolfman in the Universal Monster movies. No other actor did that. their one character and only they did that character. Multiple people played Frankenstein. Multiple people played Dracula. Multiple people played the Mummy. Um, but unfortunately, while his dad was very famous, him and his dad uh, did not get along. Uh, he's actually talked many times about how abusive he was. And, uh, there, there's some, there's some screwy shit that happened with like him and his mom where he didn't even know like his mom was alive after a certain point after she left because his dad was just like, no, she's dead. No, you don't, uh, don't worry about that. You don't know. And he (laughs) found out later and, uh, he actually didn't even get, he always wanted to act, but he did not actually start acting until after his dad died of cancer. Um, I believe it was cancer. Pretty sure it's cancer. Um, and when his dad died, he actually started going into acting. Wow. His dad did not want him to be an actor because his dad was just like, it was a hard life for me until I made it. I don't want you to go through the same thing. And uh, Lon Chaney Jr. was like, well, you're dead now, so I'm going to do this. But unfortunately, Lon Chaney died in 1973. He was only 60-something years old. And um, 
how old was he? Uh, 67. And uh, unfortunately, he was a very, 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 very bad alcoholic. Oh, wow. Uh, in fact, if you watch uh, his, when he's in the Mummy movies, he is pretty much drunk a lot of those times. I'm usually drunk when I'm acting as the mummy, too. Uh, I'm usually drunk when I'm banging your mommy. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, me and Carly just sometimes Eiffel Tower her, you know, for funsies. Why do I not have the video of this? Because uh, we're trying to sell it. Apparently, you can make porn of anything and sell it. Someone just made a Rugrats porno, so now we're trying to, like... Yeah, they did. Yeah. I now, have money. Now... <laughs> <laughs> now we're trying to cash in on that um Woo! so as for me uh i love the wolfman it is my second of the universal my second favorite of the universal monster movies my third favorite of the universal classics because obviously the black cat is uh my number one um and then creature from black lagoon and then the wolfman I love this movie i i love lon chaney jr i really love claude rains in this movie he does such a good job of like being that kind of standoffish dad. He always is very cool, calm and collective. If you go to the scene where Lon Chaney Jr. as Larry is like telling his dad that, you know, I think I might be a wolf. Do you believe that that can happen? And he's kind of flipping out and you can look in in Larry's face and just see how worried he is. And Claude Rams is just like fucking chill as hell. He is cool, calm and collective and just balling. And, um, a lot of people probably know Claude Rames as the Invisible Man, which he did a fantastic job. I know the Invisible Man is a is a lot of people's like favorite of the Universal Classics, and he was also in Casablanca. And when you're in Casablanca, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. I was in Casablanca. No, you were not. I played a cloud. You did not play a cloud. You weren't even born. Your you you your your mom probably didn't even have her period yet when Casablanca came out. I don't think you understand how time works. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is it? All wibbly wobbly or some shit? <laughs> so, yes, I am a huge fan of The Wolfman. I think it's a great story. I think it flies through. It has fantastic pacing. It is one of those movies you can put on and then a little over an hour later, you're done, you're satisfied, and you come away just going, damn, what a fucking good movie. That's exactly what I said. I was like, oh, man, it was good. I'm so surprised. Yeah, it was. It was fucking fantastic. I I, I love this movie. Uh, there are two things in this movie that kind of uh, have always stood out to me as strange. So let's see how y'all think about this. Uh, first of all, the opening with the book. Um, I really don't like that. It sets this up as a little too fairy tale-ish when I like mm. that it, it comes off a bit more realistic. And when I was younger, I was like, who's showing me this book? Is this before the movie? Is this after? Because it feels like it's after the mo- after the story. Like, let me take you back to this time where this happened in this small town where they believed in werewolves. And it just does not fit. I, and I... I I, I, it's cool, I guess, that it brings up the, you know, Talbot Castle and everyone there believes in werewolves, which they kind of show in the movie because it seems like all the common people are like, oh, check out this fucking quote about uh, Wolf Bloom, you know? So that makes sense, but I just do not like that and I kind of wish it was not in the movie. Um, Kenneth, has that ever bothered you in all your times watching this movie? The story at the beginning? Nah. It never really got to me, man. I mean, because... You know, 
I think considering, you know, the what they were trying to convey at the time for this movie coming out, man, you know, the, the whole Wolfman story wasn't as fucking everybody didn't know it like they know it now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you talk about the Wolfman. I mean, every, there's been so many different versions of the werewolf mythos in, in in cinematic history, man, now that everybody knows what it is, especially, you know, the 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 old school uh, myths about the silver bullet and all that kind of shit. So you got to look at the difference in the times between then and now. You know, there's some things that they just had to kind of for the money that they had and, and how quickly these movies move along. They're just some things that you just kind of got to throw in there. So I kind of give it a pass. All right. Uh, Jay, as your first time watching it, how did that set you up for getting into the movie? Did it like, what did you feel when you saw that? It didn't bother me. I just chalked it up to uh, it being a, a, you know, because of the, the way that ugh, my brain can't work words. I just chalked it up to it being the time, you know, from the time the movie was made as a storytelling technique, you know, because movies stuff, movies change the way we make movies change a lot. So I just assumed it was, you know, part of that era of movie making. And so it didn't really bother me. All right. Carly, how like did expositional uh, you... opening credits today? That's how that's what I would relate it to. Like a Star Wars crawl. Right. Kind of okay. similar to that. Yeah. Okay, Carly, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, like, I agree it's kind of like a Star Wars beginning or like um, even like Phantasm where like they define Phantasm in the trailer and things like that. Um, it didn't really bother me. Like, I didn't really think much of it, but I totally see what you mean, how it feels like the opening of a fairy tale. Um, maybe they could have like explained, like there could have been a part in the movie where they like find a book and explain that or something and it would have worked better but like i agree with jay how it just felt like kind of a sign of the times really didn't really bother me or take away from the movie or anything like that okay fair enough um the next thing that has always kind of bothered me is um there's a part in the movie where we just get lon chaney looking directly at us and then the screen just goes to his eyes as a bunch of like scenes and pictures dissolve in front of it um, almost like a, a fucking acid trip. And I've always, I did not like that either because to me that takes out of the reality of this movie because besides a fantastical part of a Wolfman, the movie just feels very realistic. It seems like it really isn't a, a, like a true thing. And that kind of acid dissolve never really set well with me. Even back then, I've always thought it was weird in the middle of the movie and just sh really should have been taken out. No, 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 no. I, d I disagree. Because I'm, I'm actually watching that part right now. It's, it's, it's funny how many times that happens when we're doing the show. <laughs> I'm ahead of you. I, I just got uh, the wolfman who got his leg caught in the trap. I think right, I'm watching but... the wrong movie. My guy just got naked. <laughs> But, uh, I, uh, you know, no, it's one of those things, man, where everything is just kind of hitting him at one time. You know, it's like it, it's like the 40s version of, you know, uh, somebody ha starting that nervous breakdown where fucking everything that's going on in their mind is hitting them all at one time. Except for in this, we get the visualization of that, you know, where it's just like, you know, he's thinking about what the old woman's saying and he's thinking about, you know, uh, uh, the the woman that he's fearful for and he's thinking about you know the, the the him killing the other guy and so on and so forth and all of it's just hitting him at one time and he's just like man 
you know, uh, put a little bit of a new spin on it. He's just like, man, fuck, God damn it, I just cannot take this shit. And that's what's going on. And then you, and if you, and if you watch it, you know, right, the scene right after that is when the change begins. So it's like everything is just hitting him at one time. So I think that, I think that particular part of the movie is just, it, it, it fits perfectly. I think I would have rather have seen like him like, stumbling through the woods and maybe like uh keep like looking at trees and thinking stuff's behind it and being like super paranoid and like him like struggling to get home but it was the bite he was feverish he was like freaking out because he got bit and the disease was taking over his body so it was fucking with his head i mean y'all have points it's just i just feel like I, i i don't know i don't like the superimposed like visual that they do. That I, I is... mean, I thought it was cool. Oh, well, it, you know what? I mean, I've, me, seen, <laughs> I've seen it like kind of reminds me of something like uh, maybe like in Carrie when she's standing up there and then like gets the blood on her and it's like she starts visualizing everyone laughing at her. Like it reminds me of something like that. And I've definitely seen like stuff like that in other movies too. And I don't know. I thought it was neat. It, like it definitely feels weird in this movie, but like that's kind of what I liked about it. Okay, so Carly, is there anything in the movie you didn't like? Um, trying to think. I mean, not not particularly. No, I can't. Um, you know, for the the movie, like I like how it's like these movies are really short. These older movies, it's like seventy minutes, and I feel like it um flows really well, and they get their story across without it like dragging on or anything like that. It's like a very basic story, so. I don't know. I really enjoyed it for the most part. Maybe some scenes are like cut weirdly. Like I feel like when I watched it the first time, I got like confused, like missed something because it was like going from scene to scene. But other than that, I was pretty much okay with it. All right, Jay, did you have any negatives towards the movie? Negatives? Not really. Uh, The only thing I don't understand is why was uh larry a wolf man when the gypsy was a full-on large wolf yeah i i've never they've never really explained that either uh fun fact the dog in that scene was actually lon chaney jr's german german shepherd and also happened to be the same dog from gremlins uh (laughs) maybe that's why i thought you were gonna say it first like fun fact this is also the dog uh no it was uh it's his dog because they had another dog but the dog just would not wrestle with him so lon chan jr ended up bringing his own dog he's like i got this i'll fix it yeah and so and wrestle with his dog yeah they've never explained that it's one of the things that i've always thought was really weird but um there's never been a good explanation i've never seen anywhere where they've the ever decided to explain of, it. and it's just from my own brain trying to answer the question is that he just turned into a wolf and the other guy's been a werewolf forever you know there could be truth in this because here's the other thing uh another possibility is if you go to the scene where lon chaney first turns into a werewolf he takes off his his shirt he's got his wife beater under there which i don't know where he got that from because he literally just unbuttoned his shirt to show the gypsy woman the the mark on him right and he did not have a wife beater on but now he does you know continuity issues and uh you know the 40s he takes off his socks he's he's just wearing the wife beater and pants and then the next time we see him he is 
the Wolfman. He has fully changed into the Wolfman. And a brand new shirt, a brand new pair of pants. Yeah, like, it's not the same uh, pair of pants. Uh, like, again, these are things I just chopped up to it being, you know, the time. It, like you said, it was a pretty cheap movie comparatively. And so I was just like, eh, okay. <laughs> I'll give you a pass on that one, Magic Clothes. Yeah, Either I mean, that or or in his in his fever state and transformation back into a human, he got dressed again. But who knows? No, because you see him. Well, I mean, you see him as a as the werewolf. Um. So I I don't know. I've just, I agree with you on that. It's it is very odd why Bella was a wolf. And not a wolf man. Uh, Kenneth, did you have any negatives towards the movie? I don't know really about negatives. I just found things to be interesting and slightly strange. Like this dude just goes into town. He's looking in a telescope. And then next thing you know, he's peeping Tommen on this lady. And then and then right after that, you know, he's peeping Tommen. And then he fucking goes and tells her about her earrings and shit that she has on, which I found amusing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw your bedroom. <laughs> like, right, really- you know, it's, Really I'm creepy. Just you out. Yeah, I'm just I was just checking you out, and I figured I'd come in here and say, "Hey, what's up? Nice earrings, the ones that you're not wearing right now." And then the progression of how she goes from being engaged to this dude to damn near giving it up to this guy that she met like two days ago. I I am so glad you brought this up because I really wanted to talk about this. One, I love that first scene of them meeting because every time he starts creeping her out, she tries to get away. Uh, he she tries to get it three times. Yes, and he (laughs) does not stop. I mean, uh, Carly, I'm sure you've been in the situation. I know I've been in the situation where I'm like, no, you're you're 60 year old dude. I'm not going to to have sex with you right now. I know this is a bar. I know I'm looking sexy right now, but no, calm it down. Like, but I mean, if Carly, if you were at your work. And this dude is over here like, uh, I saw those earrings, girl. Uh, let me holler at you. You're like, uh, dad, please help me. Hey, mama, let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> About to tell you a whole bunch of liking shit you've been wanting to hear. <laughs> uh, but like, Carly, like, when you watch older movies like that, and like, cause now in this day and age, like, that's clearly like unacceptable. Yeah. But when you go back to the 1940s and 1950s and you're watching stuff like that and at like as a woman, how do you feel with those scenes? Are you kind of like weirded out? Like, do you feel like fucking weirded out for her? Yeah, it's like it's just so weird because like, you know, the guy, he's like such a gentleman. But like what he's saying just comes off as so creepy today. And like and it's just funny because like she doesn't even. She waits until a little bit later. She's like, may I ask how you knew I was wearing those earrings? Like, she didn't even ask that, like, straight up. That would be my first question. I'd be like, um, how could you possibly see me wearing these big earrings when I was in my bedroom at night? But, like, yeah, it's definitely weird. And it's just, like, back then, like, every guy just seemed so polite. And, like, you know, they're all, like, dressed up. And you feel like they're all, like, trustworthy. And it's just, like, I don't know. The dialogue just comes off as creepy. But I'm sure, like that's not what they intended i don't know and i just think it's funny how she says like no just doesn't say anything else she just says no once then twice and like three times and then he's still like i'll see you at eight yeah and then he shows up too and she's like i brought my friend i'm engaged here you go (laughs) 
Here's like, the other thing. She, she didn't say she was engaged at the beginning either was the funny thing. No, she like, definitely didn't. Oh, she didn't say it until she was pinned to her tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, by the way, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. By, by the, by the way, um, another thing I've noticed with a lot of these old movies, these old movies always involve someone trying to get someone else in, in a, who's already in a relationship to cheat. Like <laughs> Dracula always goes after chicks that are already in relationships. Here we have Larry Talbot going directly after someone who's in a relationship. Even go to Psycho. You have some. You you have the the lady in there, Marion, uh, trying to get with a guy or already getting with a guy who's married. Yeah, true. Like I've noticed that when I watch a lot of these old movies, they are really into, uh. Basically, breaking up relationships, uh, making or getting someone into uncomfortable positions of are they going to cheat on their significant other or not? Yeah, it's like a drama soap opera type scenario. Yeah, very much so. Because, like, I mean, even when uh, Larry has her after the the gypsy party and he's like, I'm going to walk you home right before all the gypsies get up and fucking leave town. Um they have yeah he gets her pinned to the tree and he goes to kiss her when she just wants to give him a penny here's a penny he's like that's not (laughs) that's not enough that's rape today (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you yeah and so he leans in the kiss but here's the thing she tilts her head to accept the kiss yeah she is as handsome and he owns a castle so i mean that's true and actually i think it's pretty funny when she's talking to her fiance um, in the scene where he first shows, we we first like get him introduced. We had already seen him in the hunting party, or not the hunting party at the time, but at Bella's dead body, and he doesn't talk to Larry at all, and he's just staring at the cane. And I know, and I always thought that was weird, but I finally figured out why he's staring at the cane. Why does Larry still have his murder weapon? Why did the cops not take this and go, bitch? This is evidence. Uh, it's the forties. <laughs> And they didn't think he committed a crime. Remember, they're like, "Well, oh, he's just the, silly in the head." For no the big same deal. reason they're out there hunting in pinstripe suits and fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know. There's you know what, Kenneth? You're right. Deer stand kind of thing. They're like fucking gangsters out there hunting a wolf. I mean, come on. Okay, you know what? I'll give you that. Um... But there's little odd things. So, and then at that point, um, he says, uh, like, he goes, I couldn't stop staring at an odd thing. He goes, and, uh, you know, he's a son of a Talbot, so you should watch out. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Was John, like, was John Jr. before he died a huge lecher? Was he, like, going around and hitting on every single chick there? Was Sir John doing the same thing back in his day? In fact, where's their, where's his wife? Where's their mother? Did he kill her so he can bang other hookers? Alcoholism. Probably. But even then, when Larry talks to his dad the next day after uh, uh, meeting Gwen and all that, and he talks about, or not the next day, the same day, whatever it is, but he's talking to his dad because he brings up the whole werewolf thing, uh, and he brings up that he just met Gwen. At no point does Sir John go, oh yeah, that chick, she's engaged to our gameskeeper, by the way. You know, we employ him. And uh, they're going to get married. So if you, if you plan on, on banging her, we might have to go find a gameskeeper. Good point. 
does Go not get bring you it up. Some son. Yeah, it, I. I mean, I'm just don't saying. Sleep with the help. Uh, well, I mean, he's a gameskeeper. I think he's he's a little bit above the help. I don't care, well, man. That yeah, chick's really hot. So she is very attractive. Yeah, she's in another Universal classic. She's in uh, the uh, Ghost of Frankenstein. She's not as hot as the chick from Creature from Black Lagoon, but she's still pretty hot. Yeah, the chick from the Black Creature from Black Lagoon is the hottest ever. Yeah, Julia she's Adams. Smoking. Fantastic. I have a copy of Creature from Black Lagoon DVD signed by her, and I just like fucking jack off to it all the time. Woo! That's way more information than y'all needed. Uh, so not me. Definitely I love that kind of. Did. I love so that kind of information. I, I watched uh, this movie four times this week, and I kept noticing little things. The one thing that's interesting in this movie is you never see a full moon. In fact, they never claim that a full moon uh, turns you into a werewolf in this movie. Um, in no, fact, they, they claim it's the when the wolf bloom blooms. The wolf bane blooms, when, which is wolf an bane actual bloom. plant. Uh, well, here's a funny thing. I want to know how strong that effect actually has, because Ginny actually picks it and brings it into the fortune telling room with Bella puts it on the table and Bella doesn't care. He's reading her fortune about the third card he puts down. It hits the, the, the wolf's bane. And right then he like reacts like he didn't see it before, but then he's like, Oh shit, this card's really bad. And he takes the, the wolf's bane off the table and throws it to the ground. And then he's like, let me see your hands. I'm like, well, does do you have to see the wolf's bane? Does it have to touch you? Do you have to? What does it have to do to actually get you to turn? Maybe it puffed up a little bit of pollen in its nose. Maybe, but then when you go to when uh, Larry is tied to the chair by his dad, and his dad admits that he left him tied to the chair, but put him towards the window so that he could see a bit of the hunt. What then turns Larry back into the Wolfman after he had already been brought out of it by the chant of the gypsy woman? Like, there are things in this movie that just do not explain themselves at all and just just fucking happen. And I've never... Hormones? What do you think he got fucking... Ex- you know, look at that fucking tree over there. Oh, fucking sexy-ass branch. <laughs> uh, man, maybe he Sub was girl? thinking about what's in there and got a heart on. I mean, who knows? I mean, I mean, because there's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of correlation between this and damn, you know, puberty and all the rest of that shit. I mean, hell, it even goes further when movies are later on made, you know, based on the same story that directly relates to teenagers and puberty. So, you know... I wouldn't be surprised if that was kind of like, you know, the writer and the director's idea behind that whole sequence, because the focus is there between him. You know, you got all these different people that are out there hunting his ass down when he goes back out there, but he specifically focuses on her. Yeah, well, that also brings me to the point of the uh, pentagram in the palm. Because they say when you're the wolfman, you can't control, you don't know who you're going to hurt, all this. But... As non-Wolfman, you see the pentagram and you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to kill that fucking person tonight. Yeah. I don't know what the, like, it brings up some things that we now know in in mythology that's very big. Like, uh, if you're bitten by a werewolf and live, you turn into a werewolf. But if you're killed, you don't get turned into a werewolf, uh, which you see in, uh, like, American Werewolf in London. Bring it back to life. Yeah. 
Uh, you've got the silver bullet, silver in general, killing or hurting a werewolf greatly. Which is, they throw that right out the window at this movie. But then again, the wolfman's died like three times and he keeps coming back to life somehow. Like later on in one of the sequels, they're like, the wolfman can only die by being shot by a silver bullet, but it has to be shot by someone who loves him. And then that happens. He gets shot by this gypsy who supposedly loves him, which she didn't really love him. She just wanted that dick, to be honest. Um, And then she fucking betrayed the hunchback guy that was helping her out. But that's another time. Uh, But she just wanted that dick is the point. And um, but I do like that this movie does kind of the the Wolfman appearance in the Universal Monster movies are where we got a lot of our basis for the rules of being a werewolf, much like with Romero's uh, Dead trilogy. That's where we got a lot of the rules. Yeah, right. Big focus on all that. Like I was thinking about when I was watching it. Uh, I kind of had the same experience this time around that Carly did. I was watching it last night. Me and Jade were sitting there watching it, and I fell asleep while Jade was and Jade finished the movie. Um, but then we, uh, then I watched it. Then I finished it again today, and I was thinking about it. There's a lot of similarities between this movie and the the one with Jack Nicholson in it, Wolf. Yeah, there's a lot of them, man. I mean, if you really think about it, there's you know that I I think that was probably one of the ones. I thought about it. That was probably one of the ones that was really directly correlated between the two. Hmm. Because he's because Jack Nicholson's got the medallion around his neck that's supposed to help him help him with the change. Even though you know the Wolfman in this didn't use it, he gave it to the girl. But in Wolf, he actually wears it for a while, and he ends up giving it to her. The same thing going out in the middle of the night, the whole nine. So, do y'all think if Larry had not given her the talisman? He would have been safer for longer? Possibly. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to tell, though. Because I'm like, did Bela have that? Did ba- Was Bela just not wearing it that night? And that's why he thought he was safe? Mm. And then it was a placebo effect because he, he thought he was wearing it and didn't realize he wasn't wearing it until he actually, like, accidentally hit the wolf's bane while putting the card down. And he was like, oh, fuck, I'm not wearing my talisman. Oh, fuck, now I know. No, oh, fuck, now I'm going to be a werewolf. Like Whoops. how does that how does that work? Um Mrs. Williams is a cunt. She's right, but she's also a cunt. Um she uh, that. She's like, ah, eh, people didn't start dying until that Larry Talbot started coming to town. <laughs> That's a good point, but you can't say shit like that. It's slander. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Basically. I know what's right. Yeah. I like that scene always cried me up because um that's how you do a a like stuck up crazy gossip townswoman right unlike and um Jay you won't be able to get to this yet so you won't really know but Kenneth will know what I'm talking about unlike the fucking woman who's in the Frankenstein movies and in like and she was also that big part in the Invisible Man mm-hmm. the loud annoying bitch. Mm-hmm. Her, oh my god, I fucking hate her. Whenever we make Jay watch The Invisible Woman, I'm gonna have a 30 minute rant on just how much I hate her and how she fucking. I love that movie, but I want to edit where it just every time she comes on, it just changes her voice to like cats meows or something. It just subtitles everything for me, so I don't yeah, have to fucking all, hear. Her. 
all these movies like that gotta have that obnoxious fucking person man that's just like but here's the thing they did not in this one they did not in creature from the black lagoon uh they didn't in dracula it's just like the invisible man and then uh which frankenstein movie is she really bad in the third one ghost I don't, uh probably the fourth or fifth Hey, Jay, uh, shut the fuck up. Possibly the one from the 90s. <laughs> and then also when they resurrected her corpse as an actual Frankenstein's monster, she was pretty bagging that, too. I like the one from the 90s. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Mary Shelley's <laughs> Frankenstein, starring Robert De Niro. Oh, I've never seen that. And Kenneth Branagh. And Kenneth Brando. Did you know that he directed that movie? I did not. I directed that movie. God, you guys can't get your facts straight. The only thing you've ever directed was those meatballs into your mouth. Mm -mm, They were fucking delicious. (laughs) I bet. Uh, So I don't think we were recording, so nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they do. Um, Okay, so a couple more things I got to go over. Uh, Sir John um, gives a whole speech to Larry how it's like completely like... You can anything can happen into in a in a man's mind, but then a few scenes later, when Doctor Warren is talking about mass hypnotism, Sir John at the end of that is like, "I don't like what you're saying to him," and I'm like, "You were literally just saying the same goddamn shit," <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're like, "Uh, no, we shouldn't say that." You're okay with uh the constable Paul. Uh, making fun of your son and talking about getting a stuffed werewolf, which, by the way, would be fucking dope. Um, but you're not okay with the doctor who's like, yeah, your son's deeply disturbed. We need to fix him. Uh, he needs to get out of here. And you're like, uh, no, motherfucker. Mass hypnotism is stupid, even though I literally just said that that would be something that was possible a few scenes ago yesterday, basically. That bothers me. Um, okay. The, the, the last, uh, scene I really want to go over is a scene that I, when I hear people talk about this movie, I never hear them talk about this. And I kind of want to see if for Carly and Jay and even Kenneth, if this scene stood out to you or did it, did you just not, did it just, did it stand out to you at all? Now, when, uh, Sir John is in the woods towards the end of the movie, and he, he actually meets up with the gypsy woman, um, Maueva, Maueva. I don't know how to say her name. Uh, to me, this is a, a fantastic scene. These are two amazing actors just nailing this scene. Um, her voice is so sure and so strong. And as she talks and like kind of interrupts him as he can't, as Sir John can't focus, he, he starts, his voice starts to waver. He starts to kind of, break down and go, shit, am I wrong? Is this gypsy woman actually right? Is it not superstition? Um, and this scene has always stood out to me as fucking amazing. And I never hear anyone talk about it. Jay, did this scene like do anything for you? Or were you just like, it's another scene in this movie? Uh, I thought, well, I thought the acting was solid all the way through. Um, so nothing really stood out. Like I there was no specific scene and it could have been, I'm, I've been running myself ragged at fucking work, so I've, I'm exhausted. I watched this movie last night. I didn't fall asleep during it or anything. I was awake the whole time, but I just... So it's possible that it didn't have an effect on me because I wasn't as alert and awake as I was, but there was nothing that stood out Two, particularly as going, oh my God! 
to be fair, it's a very, very subtle scene. Um, but you have that like great shot of them between the trees. Like the whole shot is is uh, almost done like a portrait inside the these two trees, and it looks amazing. Carly, did this scene stand out to you, or are you kind of like Jay, where it was like it was it, everything was good, so it didn't really stand out to me? Yeah, it didn't necessarily stand out to me either, but like it definitely had solid acting in it. But um. Yeah, I mean, all the way through, like, I really just felt like all the acting was really solid. So it was kind of, like like he said, it's kind of hard for anything to really stand out for me. But I could totally see what you're talking about, how, like, just the dialogue is, um, they really nail it in that part. Yeah. Okay, Kenneth, you, you, much like me, will notice small, subtle scenes like this that mean a lot. Please tell me you're on board with me. Don't break his heart. I like the scene. I'm not gonna lie. I think it, I think it, I think they did they they work well together. It looked really good. Um, I think the uh, the cinematography inside the forest is fucking amazing. Anyway, um, but the biggest thing that got me about that scene is I figured the first time I watched this and then going back in it now is there was not a, enough. I guess fighting between the two of them. Like like I I, I more figured that he would. You know, when he walked up to her and he realized who she was, he'd be like, man, get the fuck out of here, bitch. You filling my goddamn kid's head full of all that bullshit. Get the fuck off my property. You know, or something like that. But instead, they just get into it, you know, right. They're just like, like they were fucking buddies for the past 10, 15 years. You know what I'm saying? And they just get into this conversation about what's going on. And I was, I was just expecting more of that versus what happened but otherwise i thought it was a cool scene yeah everyone's like really accepting in this movie it seems like there's not like any major arguing it's just like oh okay maybe this is happening you're right exactly you know yeah i totally agree yeah Yeah, even the quarrel between uh glenn and and frank andrews is completely off scene off off screen we don't like i'm like everyone when they start to fight in this movie immediately like stop yeah it's ridiculous. Um, and so, like uh, Jay brought up in the beginning of this movie, ends with Sir John beating his son, Larry, in his wolfman form with the same silver stick that he that, that Larry had killed Bella with when he was in his wolf form. Um, the gypsy woman does her speech one last time uh, as Sir John just watches his son turn from wolf to human again. And then Paul says, oh, the wolf must attack Gwen. And... You know, Larry came to the rescue. I love that his character gets redemption. That makes me so happy. Until you watch the next one. Uh, he's <laughs> dead, so this is over. There is no sequel. He, he is not. He is not dead. Uh, he was you smashed have... in the head and turned into a human. He is dead. You oh, dude, wait till uh, is it? I can't remember if it's the ghost of Frankenstein or the son of Frankenstein, but there's one of them. I think it's the ghost. There. One of the movies where uh, they explain that the disease they explain the disease that is the vampirism, which is a blood disease um, that they can cure, and they explain that the disease of being a, a werewolf is a uh, pressure on your brain from your skull. Wait, like, what? That is a legit explanation they give you in one of the movies. Oh my word. It is fucking great. <laughs> All right, so uh, 
with that, I mean, we all really fucking loved the Wolfman. Uh, I'm really glad Jay loved it. I kind of, I actually kind of figured Carly would like it, um, but I was surprised that Jay liked it. So Jay, next up, you either have to do Frankenstein or the Invisible Man. Now, mm. Kenneth, which yes. one do you think he would like more, Frankenstein or Invisible Man? The Invisible Man. I know Jay. He would like the Invisible Man. I, I think he'll like that more than he'll like Frankenstein. I um, feel like just based on the premise alone, I'd like Invisible Man more than Frankenstein. Well, Claude Rames, who played Sir uh, John Talbot, uh, Larry's dad, is actually the guy who plays the Invisible Man. It's right. fucking awesome. I so the special effects for the time. I'm going to pick Invisible Man. So our next one will be Invisible Man, and we will probably actually get to that in the next month or so, just because uh, I want to, every time we do this, I would like to at least try to knock out two. So we will, we will be doing that uh, coming up soon. Um, Carly, have you seen the Invisible Man? No, I haven't. What the fuck? All right, Carly, you're gonna have to come on and watch. The, you're gonna have to come on when we do Invisible Man. Uh, all right, I think you and you I've and Jay are gonna seen, be taught. I think I've only seen Frankenstein and Creature from the Black Lagoon, and like I barely really even can tell you anything that happened in either of them. So yeah, I'm basically oh, on the same the Black Lagoon Jay is here. so good. I saw God it at a drive-in, and like it was really hard to pay attention to because I was with JP. And we kind of we end up talking the entire time, you know how it is. So yeah. it wasn't the best experience. Carly, <laughs> 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 you like you set yourself up for that one. Like he no, literally just had to make a laugh. Oh. It's either like you're never gonna escape the Carly is a lesbian and or Carly Carly is dating JP jokes if you can't. You can't stop setting yourself up like that. Quit I thought talking they were about, married. Uh, they got they got married in the back seat. <laughs> that tends to happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Carly is single and ready to mingle. Make sure you send all your dick pics. I mean, make sure you send your <laughs> Tinder profiles. That's it. <laughs> I just Thanks. added her on Facebook today. Forward them to kill the cast, and we'll make sure she sees them. Uh, wait, why do we want to see the dick pics? I gotta make sure that our friends are protected from terrible dick pictures. <laughs> Is there such thing as a good dick picture, though? Like, yeah, you gotta have good lighting, a good angle. Like, what angle uh, do you do, though? Have do you the do right amount of hardness? You know, okay, there's, there's an art to taking a good dick pic. Yeah, no okay. Okay, then I gotta know what is the right angle? Do you do it from underneath? Do you want to see the, the 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 bottom of the shaft? Do you want to see the top of the shaft? Do you it want it looking directly at on you? What it looks like, and then you got to go from there to decide the best angle for the optimal. I looking. don't know what the best angle for my dick is. Dude, real quick, this weird kid that like I worked with back in like high school, he like had a big crush on me and he was like texting me one night and he like wanted to send me a picture of his dick and he was like now what would you prefer to see and i'm just like <laughs> and like i knew nothing about like the male anatomy like at all back then either i was like a total loser and i was just like i don't know i don't want to see any of it and then he like sent me a bunch of different angles and it was like the most uncomfortable i've ever felt it was True like story. that scene oh. that scene in scary movie where he's showing her all the like Photos yeah. of him in the speedo. He's like, just look at this one one more time. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just sent all three of y'all a dick pic. Oh, 
I Wait. just got terrified. It was like KB sent a photo. I've already, I've already <laughs> seen I've already seen your dick, and it is that white and small, so that that's about accurate. Yeah, but you know, I couldn't I couldn't resist. <laughs> We have all seen it now. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing the Invisible Man soon. Um, hopefully, at some point, we're gonna do Frozen with JP. But JP's schedule is pretty shot because uh, like Carly and JP actually work together, and uh, JP's been working a lot, and it's hard to get him like set. Plus, we record on Sunday nights, and so does Twenty Two Shots. So that he, also he makes should it be nice. off that schedule soon though we finally hired a new guy so yeah he so. told me on married with children that they finally hired someone and hopefully by the end of february he'll be good yeah because i haven't seen him and like i never see him anymore unless we do something unfortunately because yeah what do y'all do uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go to stuff. the drive-in and get married oh. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so we're gonna do the Invisible Man. Carly will join us. Um, maybe we'll do that as one of our shows in March. Eventually, we'll do Frozen. It may no longer be cold outside when we do it, but uh, we're still gonna fucking do it. Um, we gotta do another. It don't horror- matter. That movie sucks anyway. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we gotta. Carly, have you seen this movie? Frozen. Yeah, Adam Green's Frozen. I'm pretty sure I give it like a ten out of ten. <laughs> oh lord. Okay, so you're on the J. You're on the JP. Uh, yeah. train of it being good. I have yet to watch it. Stupid. Um, and um, we need to do another horror coliseum. We've got a few ideas. We still owe everyone a Wrong Turn versus Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh so yeah, maybe... yeah. I forgot about that. Plus, we've got a few other ones that we have ideas for. Um, we also owe uh, Trent Sutherland, who is a supporter on our Patreon. We owe him a anime double feature of Vampire Hunter D and Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Mm, that's good wow. shit. Yeah. So that's got to be upcoming. And other than that, we'll have a new horror pack episode dropping uh, soon. Whenever Carly and I fucking record it, because we've been slacking. Um, I might be able to do it Tuesday if you're still up for it. Yeah. So I'll... stay tuned. Yeah. So we've got that coming up, and uh, the next episode of Kill the Cast will actually be our personal top 10 favorite horror movies of all time list it is just going to be a fun episode where we talk about our favorite horror movies, uh, bullshit, make fun of each other, make fun of Jay for putting a nightmare on Elm street on there. Number um, 10 nightmare on Elm street. Five number <laughs> nine nightmare on Elm street. Four. God, I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm going to for any entry that is part of a series. I'm going to limit to having one, only one movie from the series. Yeah, so it'll be our top ten. So don't worry, it's not going to be ten Nightmare on Elm Street movies. No, it'll be our, our top ten uh, with two. We get two runners up each, two honorable mentions. No more than that. We're not going to be like the people who bust out like seventeen uh, fucking ones because that's fucking dumb. This is going to be a hard list for me to make, especially with last year's horror movies being so good. I can't. I. I can't. I won't have any last year there's, ones on my uh, list just because I've got. I need. I've got to give it a lot of thought. But there's one from last year that I'm pretty sure is on going to be on it's, my list. It's going to be Get Out. Yeah, um, well, yeah, of course. Because uh, you've been sucking that movie's dick for a while it's now, and so good. that movie deserves to have his dick sucked. I'll give it to you. That's. A, I would suck that dick. Put that dick in front of me. I'll oh, fucking. Good. I'll jaw that. I'll. Uh, I'll fucking. 
I'll see how if I can uh be like Heather from ideepthroat.com and take that down. Mm-hmm. Um so we're gonna do that. Um we actually have I haven't released it yet, and this will this episode will actually come out before I released it, but uh uh, me, Kenneth, and Alex Edwards of Married with Children, the Skeleton Crew, and Banana Laser, we uh, got together because we were supposed to record a cut to the chase with Dan Chase, who never showed up because he was uh, still feeling the effects of the KFC Carnosaur episode. Uh, we recorded a video, a podcast for funsies that's mostly about porn. So y'all have fun with that. That'll all be coming out uh, yeah, we had b- some before the top 10 depth. episode in-depth conversation about porn yeah so that's a thing that happened so if um, any of you people porn. out there that listen to our stuff they really you might actually get a little creeped out by this one because we uh we really went out there with porn on this one <laughs> yeah and we went <laughs> way beyond horrorporn.com we name names oh, we yeah. talked genres um <laughs> Carly's going to listen to that and be like, you fucking oh losers. <laughs> you misogynistic pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it all. It's fine. Yeah, I know. You've been on a podcast with Jeremy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll come out before the, the top ten. With me and I send you a dick pic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Breaking grounds here. <laughs> Woo! That's what we do on uh, Kill the Cast. And uh, Carly, thank you for joining us. Carly... We'll probably be a regular on our show just because uh, I record with her on Horror Pack and um, I like I like having her on. It's nice to have a uh, a younger perspective from us old fucks, a female perspective, <laughs> uh, one that knows the intimate side of JP, uh, one that we can truly, truly have someone who understands the hate I have for Jeremy and why he's a total bitch. Oh, yeah. Um, Carly's with me on that. So, Carly, thank you for coming. She will be back for The Invisible Man. Uh, hell, the schedule lines up. We might even have her back for the top ten, because uh, Carly did a top ten a while ago on her YouTube channel. You should check that out, youtube.com slash Carly317. And uh, it's time to revisit that, so maybe she'll be there. If she if lines up, we'll have her on to join in on the fun. Uh, other than that, uh, does anyone else have any other announcements? No. No, no announcements. Uh, I don't no. nothing I can think of. Okay, then time to pimp out some shit. You guys, uh, listen, Carly, where can they find you at? Um, You can find me at, like he said, uh, youtube.com slash, I don't know how to do those URLs, but anyway, my YouTube account is Carly317, C-A-R-L-Y 317. I do, uh, you know, videos on, like, movies I get and, like, showing off my collection and things like that. And then, um... If you want, you can join my group page, which is Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. That is Netflix N, the letter N, Chill Horror Podcast on the Facebook. Um, You know, JP and I do that podcast. Uh, We, you know, we're not really, we don't really get episodes out like regularly or weekly or whatever, but um, we're still at it. We still do it whenever we get the chance to. Yeah, they do. So, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I feel so defeated. But yeah, that's about hey, it. Hey, Carly, Carly. What? Pixar, it didn't happen. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, so Pixar. I want pictures. Uh, so, uh, oh, that was Everybody send the... me pictures. 
Jerry, take oh, off your pants. Send me some oh, pictures. Hey, if you want to be disappointed, I'll fucking... I will fucking give you so much disappointment. I've been doing it for fucking 29 years. Ask my dad. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Ken is over there like, yeah, that was true for a while there. Krispy um, Kreme donut milkshakes, man. Oh, shit, well, I'm down. Fuck? Holy fuck, let's go. No, not you. You're diabetic. You can't come, Jay. I can come. You can't sit with us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check out Carly over on Netflix and chill her YouTube channel. And also <laughs> you will uh, be able to check her out on the horror pack. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jason, they're talking about I can come. Depends on which video I watch. Then you start tipping out Carly's YouTube channel. <laughs> Uh, honest mistake. Uh, much uh-huh. like how I was born. Mistake, huh? <laughs> uh, so uh, you can go check her out on uh the unofficial horror pack podcast. Uh, check out our last episode, Plank Face, where we discuss why there should be uh more more dick shots in film. Yeah, and uh, check out uh Jer- not Jerry, Jay, and I as we do. Uh, YouTube videos like Top Five Fridays, which uh, him Carly, when the fuck are you joining that? By the way, um, yeah, I kind of dropped the ball there. I keep getting, I'm like either busy every Friday or like the top five you're doing. I'm just like, I don't know what to make a top five out of. I'll do it one day though, I promise. All right, you better. Uh, so check that out. You of course can also join the Kill the Cast Patreon and check out great things like the Real Ghostbusters, uh, commentary, which uh, episode four. We'll be probably dropping this week. It might actually be out before this episode comes out. I just got to load it up. So then we um, need to record some more. We Yeah, we got to record f- four more episodes. We'll probably do that here uh, soon. Because uh, the real Ghostbuster commentaries are fucking balling. And you can also get Kill the Cast shirts, which you saw Kenneth wearing on our Facebook. He looked so pretty in it. He's he is the prettiest of little boys. Um. And join our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash kill the cast. Some shit like that. And other than that, join us on all our fucking shit. We will see you next time here on Kill the Cast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. And um, does anyone have any last words? No. Um, bananas. Also, our last song, is, our, our song for this episode is Werewolf by Every Time I Die. Uh, because one, we watched a movie about a werewolf, uh, two, Lon Chaney Jr. was a drinker and he was hip to a party. So why not listen to a song that is about being a, uh, party animal in, in honor of Lon Chaney Jr. who drank himself to death. We are going to play that for him. Uh, thank you for everything, Mr. Chaney Jr. Hey, when you say Mr. Chaney, would you add the junior or not? I don't know. But he's dead, um, so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Fair enough. You probably would back in the day at the junior just to show who you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, if we were if we were talking about it, talking to him, he'd probably be so drunk that he wouldn't give a shit anyway. So that's very yeah, good true. Point. So we will end this with uh, "Werewolf" by Every Time I Die off the album "The Big Dirty," and uh, that's it. Jay already said banana, so fuck it.
Creature is lurking inside you! 